0: Make the choice to begin anywhere in your life, and the journey has started.
1: We exist more than just to educate. We exist to also revitalize.
0: And along the way, you can inspire others and be inspired but now there's a new generation of scholars and I am among them. If you really wanna know who you are and what you are capable of, Howard is the choice for you. Take a moment, listen to the stories by joining the president of Howard University, Dr. Wayne A.I. Frederick, and his guest on The Journey.
1: As we approach the spring 2021 semester at Howard University, I welcome the new presidential administration of Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. It is vital that we explore the connections between education and politics. Right now, we are at a critical crossroads. We are still in the midst of a global pandemic and continuing to work to meet the challenges to provide for our students' educational needs in a mostly virtual environment. At the same time, the availability of effective COVID-19 vaccines means that the end of the pandemic is in sight and therefore we must begin to prepare now for a post-coronavirus educational future. Today, I'll be speaking with an expert in higher education about what we can expect from the new administration's educational priorities. Hello, my name is Dr. Wayne Frederick, and my guest today on the journey is Dr. Dawn Williams, professor and dean of the Howard University School of Education. Welcome. Thank you. So it's good to have you. Um, Confusing times, but as they say, the worst of times, the best of times. That's right. So, let's, first, let's jump right in uh, first with a little bit of background here. What got you uh, first interested in pursuing the field of education?
0: Huh. Well, it's a very interesting background and probably not a very traditional background. I, also, I wanted to start off to become a lawyer and my major was in political science. I studied political science for about two years before I realized it wasn't my true passion. Every time I volunteered and served the community, it was always in an educational component, tutoring or working within schools in some kind of way and volunteering. So I changed my major to elementary education and it was the best decision that I made to begin my career. And that experience allowed me to just be happy professionally and personally.
1: When you were growing up, what was your schooling like in terms of elementary education?
0: So I'm a proud product of the New York City public schools. I was born in Brooklyn and raised in Queens, New York. And my journey through education was full public school education from pre-kindergarten really through 12th grade. Um, One thing that people are always surprised about is that I never had a black teacher in my kindergarten through 12th grade experience. And that, is surprising when you think about the diversity that you see in New York City. And of course, I had diverse friends. My, I remember my block in Queens, very diverse. However, when I went to school, I didn't have any black teachers. The two black teachers I will say that I did have were of specials, so I did have a music teacher in um, middle school and I had a long-term sub in high school. But for all the core professions, never did I see a black teacher until I went to college.
1: So that certainly, um, it, at least it wasn't the formative experience in terms of uh, you seeing role models who looked like you, um, to, you know, to get you into education. But clearly education was an important part, aspect of what you, you did. I know, you know, jumping into the current circumstance that we're in, the challenge that we have today and, and what we worry about really Um, is probably most pronounced at the elementary school level. So what do you see as the challenges in the pandemic with remote learning at that level in particular?
0: Um, So I am also a mother of a first grader. So I see it in reality, but then also see it from the times when I was practicing, when I was an elementary education teacher. I am most concerned for elementary education students and early childhood students and even more concerned with students that have special needs. They are struggling the most right now during the virtual learning. And although educators are doing what they can to engage and to to keep this and and assess students to be able to see where they are, they they need physical presence. I mean, that's very hard to provide in a safe way right now. Some are figuring it out, but for the most part, many of those students are at home learning.
1: And and why do they need physical presence? What about the socialization at that age is so critical to the overall development of these young people?
0: Developmentally, it is extremely important. So I know we put a lot of emphasis on the academics, which of course is important. But to round it out, to round out that whole child, they need to be able to talk with and develop peer relationships Developing those relationships virtually is just not the same. Of course, my son has never met the children in his classroom right now. And the, stu- the teacher does give them opportunities during lunchtime. He takes them all off mute and it's crazy. They're talking about Roblox and a, a, a number of video games and trying to become friends on their video games. But that social development of them actually learning how to become a friend, isn't there in a virtual environment.
1: I know, bringing it, when when you look at um, education, obviously, being the dean of the School of Education, you're seeing young people who want to join the profession at different places in the profession. What about their education has to be different so that they can be prepared, probably, to deal with some of the social elements of, of teaching as they go out into the workforce?
0: Right. And even um, in our own field here at Howard University, we have to adjust our teacher preparation to prepare them for this because many of our students, they graduated and and their first year of teaching is virtually. So there is a mixture of how students are being prepared. Um, uh, there's the traditional elements of how to work with children, but then there's also elements of having that virtual engagement, being exposed to the type of technology, the type of applications that can bring students together. So preparing them to be ready to just adjust adjust to the the environment that they might see from a virtual perspective, whether they're in schools or out of school.
1: You're listening to The Journey. My guest today is Dr. Dawn Williams, professor and dean of the Howard University School of Education. Obviously, you're now in a Admission cycle for the uh, incoming class in 2021. um, Are you seeing as much um, affinity as it were for uh, the the various educational opportunities in terms of, in the school of education, the various majors? Are you still seeing strong um, interest?
0: I am, and as a matter of fact, I had an opportunity this last, well in this current academic year to meet with our freshmen a couple of times and talk to them about why they chose Howard University. HBCUs are among their heavy interests where they want to get their education. They feel like the preparation here is gonna prepare them to work in the schools that we prepare them to be teachers in, which are urban schools. Um, I had an opportunity to also meet with our first year graduate students, and they are also very excited. They're very excited to return, but they're also very excited to be here. So now as we're still in our admission cycle, we have a couple of months before we'll know for sure within all of our areas we have seen increased interest to coming into the School of Education.
1: That's excellent. Um, What is some of the advice for the young people who may be listening, want to get into uh, education, want to be a teacher, want this rigorous type of preparation? What should they be thinking of and doing um, as they are in high school and getting ready to send their applications to Howard?
0: I love talking to high school students, had an opportunity to do so a couple of times in the last calendar year, particularly about becoming a teacher, because there are a lot of myths associated with becoming a teacher. And the, the number one myth that we often hear is about teacher salary. Here in Washington, D.C., and DCPS, DCPS is the highest paid area for teachers, and they often don't know that. And I cite the salaries to the students, and they are usually very surprised about that. Um, We have a great partnership with DCPS right now. We have a teacher residency program where we are preparing teachers to work within DCPS. We're preparing uh, effective, diverse teachers to serve in this regard. But for those high school students that are, are interested in becoming a teacher, many times I ask them to think about their favorite teacher, whether it's within high school or if it was in elementary education and what do they admire and like about that teacher? And do they have those same characteristics within themselves that they think that they can um, pass on to another student? Yeah. I tell them my journey and my story about becoming a teacher and how it wasn't initially brought to me, but it was a part of what I was doing even when I didn't know I was doing it. I was always teaching in some regard, cousins, siblings, etc. cetera.
1: To switch gears a bit, obviously, we've had a historic um, election. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our alum, uh, alumnae, in the form of uh, Kamala Harris has been appointed to be the vice president elect, or I say elected, and she and um, President Biden obviously are laying out their plans. They've um, selected Miguel Cardona uh, to be the secretary of education. As you look at the incoming secretary of education and you look at the full uh, scope of education, from K all the way through uh, universities and trade schools, et cetera, What are some of the things that you would like to see uh, incoming Secretary Cardona uh, really uh, prioritize that may be very different from what the prior administration was focused on?
0: Dr. Cardona is bringing a wealth of experience that is gonna be a breath of fresh air for educators. He has walked the talk. He has served in so many capacities within the profession of education so that he understands the perspectives. One thing I, I feel comfortable that I feel that he would bring is a higher respect for teachers and that is interpreted in a variety of ways. So his affiliation with being a former educator, well really always haven't been an educator, I I consider it, uh, will help to underscore what teachers are doing now. The other part that I think that will be easier for him to do that is how we are, or the position that we're in right now, because we're in a pandemic, parents are really understanding all that teachers do. And why are they understanding that? Because they're having to do it too. So with them at home helping, assisting children or either homeschooling their children, they see how difficult it can be to teach children a variety of subject matters to keep their attention, to keep them engaged and to see the outcome of the result of the teaching uh, that's happening. So right now, teachers are highly regarded. So one of his first initiatives, I hope, is going to be one that is gonna be a a targeted investment to help assist schools to get over this hump of the learning loss that has occurred during COVID-19. And part of that, and that, that even our current administration has been generous of giving these care packages, COVID care packages, so that schools have the, the funds that they need. Uh, however, there have been uh, a realization for some, but not all, but a realization that there are extreme inequities within the educational system. Yeah. There always has been but this pandemic helped to exacerbate that. It has put it in the front line. We're talking about food insecurities now and this connection to school. These are things that have always been there. These are items that we talk about all the time within the School of Education to prepare our teachers, even though they're not necessarily in the realm of making decisions around food insecurities, they are aware how important it is to have good nutrition and the outcome of a strong education.
1: Absolutely, for any of the young um, aspiring teachers out there uh, who are looking at Howard University. Why Howard?
0: Oh, yes. Howard University is going to prepare you to become a phenomenal teacher. And I'm not just saying this because I'm at Howard University. I hear this time and time again from school districts. We don't even produce enough teachers before all the school districts that are asking for our teachers. You will get a well-rounded experience. You will get an experience that will teach you how to be a culturally affirming educator. One of the areas that I am most proud of is that we launched our international travel abroad program for our students. Where they go, uh, we've gone to Cuba, we've gone to South America because we want to make sure that students are learning about cultures that they're likely going to have in their own classrooms. Mm -hmm. So we're not backpacking through Madrid because they're not likely to have European Spaniards in their classrooms, but they are likely to have a student from Colombia in their classroom. We want them to see exactly how education looks there. We look at the African diaspora anywhere that we go as it relates to Cuba and, and Colombia. They had a really great experience in Cuba, and these are our undergraduate students in teacher education, because Cuba has such a high literacy rate. So we wanted them to know, how did that happen? How did you perform this? And we wanted them to see the perspective and hear about Cuba from Cubans and compare that to how Americans talk about Cuba and for them to be able to to distinguish what they see and and is happening in the world.
1: Excellent, well thanks again. Thanks for being here. My guest today was Dr. Dawn Williams. She's a professor and dean of the Howard University School of Education. I'm Dr. Wayne Frederick. Please join me next time on The Journey.